get ready to learn business strategies and insights from America's top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. You are listening to M. Curtis McCoy, best-selling author, CEO of Best Cellular, and your host for Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. I'm excited to have Mandy Napier on the show today. Mandy is a transformational mindset coach at Mindset for Success. Known as the Mindset Alchemist, Mandy Napier is a global mindset and peak performance coach, speaker, educator, and author of Creating Healthy Life Habits. Mandy coaches high-achieving driven professionals who have a desire and commitment to live life as the best version of themselves. She is adept at helping them clear their hidden programs and self-sabotaging patterns so they can step up to the next level of their lives. Mandy is a former athlete who has represented Australia in the sport of triathlon, competed in the grueling Hawaiian Ironman World Championships, and spent six years traveling the world with her backpack. From hitchhiking through eastern Africa, camping in the Sahara, journeying on the Congo by riverboat, visiting Iran, Pakistan, and Burma, and trekking the Himalayas, to name a few places. She believes all these experiences have been integral in establishing and creating her successful business of 12 years. Mindset for Success. Hey, Mandy, I am so glad to have you on the show today. Mm, thank you, Curtis. It's my pleasure to be here. What is your personal definition of success? Well, my personal definition, I guess it's wrapped around a feeling. And to me, it's a combination of a feeling of accomplishment. So being successful in my business is very important. It's a combination of being healthy. That's really important because without our health, we don't have anything. Um, having a great relationship, and I'm very blessed that I have a very supportive and beautiful husband, and making the most of my time and contributing to other people. I think when you can put all of that together, you've got a lot of the ingredients of a successful life Oh, and a bit of travel and adventure, and that to me is being successful. Mm. That's awesome. As far as the health goes, you and you and I talk, were talking before the show, and you said you compete in triathlons, and you've done all kinds of all kinds of incredible stuff with your life. Yeah, many years ago, um, I was always a, an adventurous kid and, and very much into sports. Um, I had horses, and I rode, and I competed. And um, later on, when I came out to Australia in my thirties, I stumbled into the sport of triathlon and found that I got a little bit hooked. I have a little bit of a not an obsessive streak, but once I find something that I'm passionate about, I put everything into it. And I discovered that I was quite good at doing the long distance triathlon. So before I knew it, I was representing Australia in the first long course championships in Nice over in France, uh, which was awesome because my aunt lives near there. And then I did the Australian Ironman championships at wow. Foster. And um, when I qualified for the big one in Kona, the Hawaiian Ironman, which was very, very, very tough. Um, yeah, so I met my heyday there, but it, it was a fantastic um, time of my life doing my sports. And I also came out to America to a little town called Muncie, which is the home of Garfield. And I did a race there. So oh, that's I can't awesome. To stay. Hmm. What's your favorite? I know this isn't on the list of questions I had for you, but mm. I was okay. just intrigued by it all that you've accomplished besides the professional career here. So what's mm. your favorite triathlon you've competed in? Ooh, I think it will have to be Foster, the Australian Ironman Championships, partly because it's absolutely beautiful. Um, there's lakes and it's where I had an amazing race and did the most fantastic run because um, it, it's quite a long race. It's a um, long swim. 
um, can't remember how long the swim, 3.8k swim, it's a 180k bike ride, and then it's a marathon, a 42.2k run. And I did a cracker of a run. I did it in 3.44, which I'm very proud of. And that time, um, Alat qualified for Hawaii. So that's etched firmly into my memory. And I often use that memory of crossing the finish line when I want to raise my vibration and my state. Mm. So that's that incredible. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's great. Pleasure. Can you share the steps you take daily to improve? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I've always had no problem, I think, about putting myself first. When I was young, I used to think I was selfish, but I now realize it's actually selfless. If we don't improve and look after ourselves, we can't do our best for other people. So mornings is almost a non-negotiable with me. It's my time and my time with my husband. So I'm very blessed. I live um, at Golden Beach near the, near the ocean up in the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And in the summer, I either run to the beach or we drive to the beach and we swim. So I always exercise in the morning first. And sometimes we have coffee after I swim at the beach. So that's my time. And by the time I get home, I'm feeling already energized and, and, and inspired. Then I either, we either have breakfast together or sometimes if I'm intermittent fasting I, I don't eat and then when I come to my office which is at, which is at home I have a pretty good routine I have a lovely book my aunt gave me with quotes for every day of the year so I read that and then I have what I call a blueprint which is where I have my future vision things that are important everything's in a simple book and I pick something out of there and I read it for a few minutes and I make sure that my vibrational state is high and then I do that thing so many people don't do I take a few minutes to plan my day got into the habit finally of doing that um, and then it depends what happens next so I always do those things first and I make sure I take breaks during the day I go outside into my garden um, and then I might read or listen to some a podcast listen to an audio, audio audible and then I, I make sure at the end of the day that I have seven questions that I ask myself they're very, very quick so that I almost have a, a quick review and reflection and see what didn't go well, what did go well, and what I need to do for the next day. And then I always think of things I'm grateful for at night. So um, it gives me bookends for my day and it seems to work really well. And I guess if I'm driving or even on the weekends, I'm always plugged into um, interesting and inspiring, whether they're TED Talks or listen to Audible or, or podcasts to, to just absorb myself in continual learning and, and growth and improvement. Mm. I love the book. I Sorry, the book end bookends. example mm. you give there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, lots of people, you know, do the thing in the morning. They set themselves up in the morning. And as we know, we get distracted and days don't always go to plan. And most people don't have anything in the evening. And I think it's really important to do that that distinction at the end of the day, whether it's when you finish work, before dinner, to do something. So um, that's when I do my questions. And I often encourage um, people I work with, especially if they have um, kids, to, you know, at the dinner table, go around the table and ask people, um, you know, what worked for you today? What, what went well and why was it successful? So that we focus on the good things about life rather than what so many people do is what didn't go well, what we didn't do, and, you know, the negatives, I guess. And that's really important too. Mm. I love those conversation starters, those questions you ask. That's that's really great also. It could be a good relationship mm. building mm. Mm. point Yeah, well. very, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another question for you. What advice would you give for someone making an important decision? Um, I think it's really important to 
put the context of what the implications of this decision are. There's always a cost for every decision we make. You know, it might be one one way, it might be a great thing, but there's always a cost in another area of our life. So it's really important to have a look at the overall decision. How is it serving your goals and your values? Sometimes we need to ask for advice and we need to find some more information so that we can make an informed decision. Um, but ultimately, I think we need to tap in. We have three intelligences, a head brain, a heart brain, and a gut brain. And ultimately, if our heart, from our heart, if it feels like the right decision, it usually is. What we tend to do is allow our head to come in and talk ourselves out of it once we've felt that it's the right decision. But get the right information. Sometimes dumping down all the pros and cons can be helpful, but ultimately, you have to be the one who makes that decision, take responsibility for it. And we must remember that we can always make another decision down the track. Mm. I love that. Can you tell me about a specific moment that set you on the path you're on now? Mm, yeah, well, it, it sort of segues in from, I, I was mentioning I did the Hawaiian Ironman. So to keep it very short, um, a few months after I competed in Hawaii, um, my body started to, I'd, I'd just say, do some weird things, Curtis. I was running and it was like the muscles in my back kept pulling me back. Um, so it was exceptionally uncomfortable to run or walk. And there was other areas of my life, my, my first marriage, which was a disaster. So I just left that, um, felt the freedom and, and, you know, I'd stayed in something I was pretty unhappy with for too long. But the, the result of my body doing weird things is one of the physios I was working with said, I think you've damaged a disc, you can't race tomorrow. And I was going out to do the hell of the West at Gundawindi, which is a tough race here in Queensland. Um, it wasn't a disc, but literally I had to stop my sport overnight and nobody knew what the problem was with my body. I went to lots of experts. They had different opinions. I got a little bit of help. Um, and when you're an athlete, you just want to get back into your sport. Um, and I'd already qualified again to do foster because I wanted to go and do Hawaii and do it better. So because nobody could help me, I've always believed that we create a reality. And I realized that I had unintentionally created ill health in my body. And because I had to stop my sport, that was a, a really big price for me. So I went on, on, on a journey of healing, which first of all took me to Hawaiian massage and Huna philosophy, which I'd experienced in Hawaii. And then it took me to kinesiology. I did nutrition courses. Um, you name it, I did it, bush flower essences. And then I got into personal development. And the long and the short of it is I transformed my health. I got back into sport, not at the level I did. And I transformed every other area of my life. And I discovered that we all have these secret um, patterns that run our lives that we're not aware of. So I became so fascinated with breaking my own patterns. And as I achieved that, um, I realized I had to share this with other people. I'd had all the books in the world. You know, we can read it, but I couldn't fix things. I couldn't understand why I was not doing some of the things. And I had these little voices in my head. I thought I was the only one that had voices in my head many years ago. Um, so all of that put together, um, I left a really successful career and I set my business up 12 years ago, um, Mindset for Success, because I literally had a light bulb moment and a calling to do it. So now I help other people transform their lives in a lot quicker than it took me. Hmm. 
That's awesome. You published a book called Healthy Life Habits, right? Um, I did. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, really, because, you know, a lot of the methodology when you're successful is to have a book. So funnily enough, it was about five years ago. And I had in those days, you know, a PDF report and I would print it out for my client. And I realized it was quite an expensive exercise. So I thought, well, let's see if I can turn it into a book. So um, I, crea- I, I created a book, yeah, Creating Healthy Life Habits, which gave a lot of people tools about the mind and, and it was cheaper to print a book than print out a PDF. So that was how it started. Um, yeah, so I've only done the one so far. I've been a contributor in another another book, but I keep thinking maybe I'll do another one, but I, I haven't quite put that together right oh very cool now is that is your book available on amazon or no um it isn't actually it's actually only available on my website and i have to be completely put my hand up here and say it's something i've been looking at doing and i haven't achieved it so it's very slack of me and thank you for reminding me i must get it on amazon but it's on my website at the moment so okay well i'll put a link to your book on your website in your show notes here and then Besides your book, if you could recommend one book to our audience, what would that be? Yes, um, and I thought about this question. I, I get this asked a lot, and it's so difficult to pinpoint it. So there are lots of books, but the one I've chosen is a fabulous book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and it's Toltec Wisdom. And it has four agreements, which really are quite, quite profound. I love the, um, the one that don't take anything personally. Um, you know, imagine if we didn't take things personally. So there's four agreements. And if you could live your life by these four agreements, very simple philosophy. I truly believe the world would be a better place. And it's a book that you have to keep coming back to and reading again. It's, it's a beautiful book. Mm. Okay, perfect. I'll uh, I will check that out, and I'll put a link to that in your show notes yeah, as well. Yeah, I got it. I got it right here. It might show the wrong way around, but that's what it looks like. Okay. And I'm still work. I'm still working, and I'll probably be working on this for the rest of my days. On be impeccable with your word. Um, it's something I I still strive to. Is is I heard an amazing speaker, a Hawaiian shaman. Every word he said was profound, and I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to be a communicator where Every word you said was profound. I haven't achieved that yet, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty high bar to set. It is, yeah. I'm working on it. Thanks for that recommendation. Another question for you Ooh. here. Yeah. What character traits do you value the most? Ooh, I think for me, and I know this is a really popular one now, but I think for me um, it would have to be authenticity and integrity. There's so much in the world with inauthentic leaders. You know, you only have to put the news on. So ultimately, we have to be who we are. And a lot of people don't know themselves. And the reason I find that so important is many years ago, I went on an overland truck through Africa with, I think it was 18 people. And at first, you meet people and you give them a bit of leeway on their strange behaviors and habits. But when you spend that long with people, you cannot be anything but yourself. So people's true colors shine. And I've always been a pretty down-to-earth person, you know, no fluff. I have to say that flash cars and zillions of dollars have never really rocked my boat. I'm about experiences and adventure. So authenticity and integrity, curiosity, positivity, and um, like an adventurous and explorative type um, trait as well. I, I used to 
I spent years traveling the world and having the most amazing adventures. And I love um, that trait in people. I look at Richard Branson, who is such an incredible adventurer, um, and I have so much respect and admiration, and he's such a down-to-earth person, or he seems that I haven't personally met him. Um, yeah, so those are the traits that are very important to me, and consistency and a bit of contribution and caring for other people. Yeah, simple, really. Okay, cool. Uh, now, this is a tougher question. Mm-hmm. How do you push through tough times? Yeah, um, I guess, first of all, I, I in my world, I like to frame up tough. And the reason I say that is, you know, years ago when I was doing Ironman races, people would say, how do you do them? They're so tough. To me, that was easier than the thought of having four kids, which to me, oh, my God, that would be tough, <laughs> you know. We're all different. I left that for another life. So we're all different. So in tough times, when it comes to, let's say, business, there's one simple thing to do, and that's take action. You know, act, results are measured by the actions that we take. So if business is tough and if people take action in the right direction, they can usually sort that one. If it's um, physical challenges, I'm okay with that. I'm pretty mentally tough and I can push through it. What I find, I guess, the toughest, if I could put a, you know, a, a container around it is, let's say, health issues and emotional challenges with someone in, that you care about getting sick um, or not being well. That's probably where I struggle the most um, and I get quite um, internally concerned, stressed, and I don't function my best self. So what I think is important when you have challenging times emotionally and tough times is to honor yourself that you're not going to function on six cylinders, to take a little bit of time out, be really kind to yourself and find some you know people to support you and know that you might have to you know, operate on a couple of cylinders. Um, I tend to spend a bit of time in nature and I, you know, do some meditations when I'm struggling. That's a really great strategy to stop overthinking about it and stop fueling the, the chemicals that produce worry and anxiety. So that that's what I tend to do. Okay. And I revert to exercise often as well. Um, exercise is a great antidote for anything. It creates endorphins and can get rid of many stresses. So that's probably my go back, go full to measure as well. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, this is my favorite mm-hmm. question to ask mm-hmm. successful people. What inspires you? Um, what inspires me is probably reading stories and listening to people that have overcome, let's say, physical challenges uh, or illnesses to push through them and create their version of success. I'm not inspired by, you know, I was broke on the streets and I made millions of dollars, um, but I'm really inspired by people that have gone through really tough times and, and physical challenges and or adversities. Um, I've seen YouTube videos of, you know, people that were born with no arms, no legs, but they, they wrestle or they're incredibly motivational speakers. So, yeah, I've always been fascinated with what, what drives people to overcome challenges and to be successful. And then physical challenges. I read a lot of autobiographies about some of the top sports people and ultra marathon runners, which is a whole new game for what I did. Yeah. Um, and, and people that have achieved success for their level, maybe they've made a lot of money, but they're doing something good with it. They're contributing and, and putting it back into some way into the world as well. That's, that's what inspires me. Mm. Okay, perfect. How do you manage and prioritize opportunities? Cool. So um, a long time ago, I would have jumped in and thought, oh, someone's given me an opportunity. How exciting. But what I learned is when people come with opportunities, sometimes their enthusiasm wavers or life gets in the way and then they quit. So I had so many disappointments 
and I realized it was pulling me off my path and my goals. So what I do now is I usually take a little bit of time to consider them because I find that the best way. I look at what else I'm doing and I say, how will this benefit me and them and and something broader than me? So I would have to say I get a lot of joint ventures opportunities and people wanting to put blogs on my website. Most of those I turn down. If there's an opportunity to share my message um, or speak, I'll probably be in there straight away um, because that's one of my, my passions is to share a bit of my message with people. Um, but I always suggest to people, make sure you prioritize and don't take everything. We often get distracted by bright, shiny objects, and they often are interesting, but not important or income generating or contribution wise too. Mm. Okay. That's great advice. What advice would you give to your 18 year old self? You know, I've I've thought about this often. I've been asked this so many times by by my clients. And as we look back, and um, there's a lot of things I'd say, but I think I'd say be really curious about life um, and be open to every experience and everyone that you meet. Ask better questions of other people and yourself and ask yourself how you can use these learnings to better your life and others or how you can perhaps one day make an income from them. Try and be a thought leader. And I'd only heard about that, you know, a few years ago, which is taking what everyone does, but making it different. How can you be unique and put your own mark in your life? Be curious and be open to opportunities. And lastly, unfortunately, my mum told me this when I was young. And as a kid, I didn't get bored often, but occasionally in England when it would rain, I'd go, oh, mum, I'm bored. And she'd say, never, ever say that, my dear. When you get older, life speeds up. And I have to say, mum, you are so true. It's almost like the world is getting faster. So grab grab the opportunity and live your best life because it really does speed up when you get out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great advice. I sure appreciate yeah. you taking the time to be on my show today and just share your wisdom and your insight with our audience. Thank you, Curtis. It's been a pleasure um, speaking to you. Yeah, it's always my pleasure to connect with it and other in- inspiring people across the world. So thank you for inviting me. I truly honor that. Now, if somebody's looking to get a hold of you, is the best way to do that on mindsetforsuccess.com.au? Or do you have a different? Yeah, no, that's that's my main website, and there's you know lots of stuff on there, and they can contact me from my website for sure. That's probably the best. Well, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, but my website's probably the, the easiest place to start for sure. Perfect. Okay, well, I'll put a link to your website in the show notes as well. Mm, so, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks, Curtis. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. And head over to successmotivationinspiration.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.